to episode number 188 of the Canadian Prepper Podcast. We are recording on December the 18th, 2022. My name is Eric, host of the show, based in Southern Ontario, hunter, target shooter, ham radio operator, and of course, computer geek. Uh, as a first responder, witnessed an over-reliance on emergency services during major events and started a small preparedness company to help people get better prepared for at least 72 hours, if not longer. My name is Ian. I'm a hermit happily snowed in tonight on Vancouver Island. Uh, my name's Alan. I'm a hermit happily snowed in tonight on Vancouver Island. Wait a minute. No, no, the other script. <laughs> I mean, so, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> no, I'm Alan. I'm a safety trainer, first responder, security expert, and overall safety nerd, and definitely not Ian. I'm Scott, a first responder from Ontario. I like learning things, and I worry about our fragile infrastructure. I'm Jeff. I'm based in Central Ontario. I'm a target shooter, ham radio operator, general overall handyman, and weather nerd. Hey guys, I'm Brad. I'm in Eastern Ontario. Consider myself a part-time amateur prepper. Uh, my name is Pierre. I'm a tactical beard owner, t-shirt goer, non-binary conformant person that doesn't like overlords. Fair enough. And we're only two people away from uh, watching, the watching you type in the show notes is painful right now, man. I was waiting to see what Yeah, I, I screwed up so much stuff. I was like, oh shit, we're getting to meet. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, I think this is the most people we've had on for a panel for a while, anyway. Yes. Well, there was a while we were limited to six, so true. How exciting. Want to help support the show and keep the Canadian Prepper Podcast on the air? Buy some swag. We have both the Canadian Prepper Podcast t-shirt and the tactical Velcro patch available at prepperpodcast.ca. All proceeds help keep the lights on, the backup generator, and can openers supplied. No gas of fires. <laughs> no gas well, of There might be some showing up in stockings. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, pretty big stocking. It's a hell of a stocking. <laughs> And if you're enjoying the show, please take a few minutes and like us on Facebook and submit a review on iTunes. We also want your feedback, good or bad, or just if there's a topic you want us to cover, you can email us at feedback at prepperpodcast.ca. All right, so we've got some uh, random content for you in this episode. We're going to start off with some recent news, update you on our recent preparedness. Then we're going to get into the main topic, our annual Christmas chat, and we're going to mix in some uh, everyday carry in there as well, because why not? Let's move into the news. A uh, quick article here from Muskoka 411. Um, snowmobiler was injured in a collision in Bracebridge and ended up being airlifted to Toronto. So it's going uh, to be that time of year where some of the trails are starting to open up. And uh, please prepare accordingly and uh, make sure you're paying attention when you're out there on the trails. It's uh, not a good time to have to be airlifted from remote areas. Yeah. And being. Uh, on the executive of a local snowmobile club here. Uh, the trails aren't even open yet. So I don't even know no. what the guy thinks he's doing out there. Um, but good luck with his insurance and his potential lawsuit for driving on a closed trail. No different than driving on a closed road. So yeah, I help, out with the, I help out with that Skidoo Club too. And I quite enjoy the, why are the trails on open messages? And they start right about now. As yeah. soon as the snow starts <laughs> to fall. But yeah. How far is Bracebridge from you guys? Is it, is it Half part an hour. of the same... Oh, okay. Well then, yeah. yeah. Half an hour, forty minutes. Yeah, it's, disregard. The trails the are nowhere near ready. Nowhere okay. near ready. No, disregard. No. 
tell if okay. they're getting answered, you can go to Santa's Village. Or the, only, the only snowmobile yeah. trails that are open in Ontario right now are uh, way north. Cochrane's open. Uh, yep. A bit of an area around Smooth Rock Falls, Capascasing. They're open limited, and uh, nowhere else in Ontario was the trail open yet. No. Didn't you guys have a big dumping a little like a month ago, and they all disappear? Yeah, all pretty well disappeared. It's snowing right now, and yep. they're saying we could get, depending areas, could get lots of snow in the next week or so, which would be fine. But I mean, we have to get the snow first Still. and the cold. So. Still not going to be enough to open the trails for at least another month or two. Don't you still need like a good deep freeze to get a like rock hard base? Absolutely. Yep. Oh yeah, to get the swamps to freeze in that. Yeah. And the problem is if you get the huge dumping of snow, it actually insulates it and then it doesn't freeze. So. Yeah, but I've yeah, watched lots of videos where if you just go full throttle across the water, <laughs> they most may make oh. it across. Problem just, just fucking give her bud. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> don't, 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 let, don't let off. All you ask, don't worry. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. We solved that problem. Just I mean, Instagram may have lied to me, but no. it's on the internet. It has to be true. Absolutely. <laughs> awesome. Uh, okay, I do have a long, drawn out story here. Uh, there is a point to it. Bear with me. All right. All right. So last year, for various reasons, we were told to uh, do things, certain things for to keep grandma alive and, you know, think about grandma type of thing. Um, so anyways, uh, in the in the interim, our government's been spending money like crazy. Um, a couple of news articles I had in here, $333 million given to uh, Southeast Asian countries uh, in the last week uh, by the government. Another $500 million this week to Ukraine. And uh, now all of a sudden, I guess also this week uh, in various news articles, um, they're telling us that they can't afford healthcare funding. The two might be related. <laughs> well, just cancel the checks. Yeah, and the so, uh, so yeah, so interesting enough because of the the healthcare funding. Of course, the first thing they're saying is, "Well, Grandma, if you're if you're a burden on the healthcare system, have you thought of maids?" <laughs> and so they're actually <laughs> encouraging people to kill themselves just in order to offset the cost of the healthcare system, which I thought was interesting. Now, the reason I'm talking about this, not for the political aspect, Pierre. But um, honestly, as part of your preparedness, has anybody thought about doing a living will just in case uh, you don't want to have somebody use maids on you while you're knocked unconscious or whatever? Mm -hmm. Just it's one of those things to think about that actually I kind of was thinking about that and the fact that have you discussed it with your spouse if you want them to pull the plug or not? And uh, yeah, it's just something that came across my my desk here this week. And I was like, yeah, something we've never really talked about is like, Mm -hmm. speak for yourself. So I thought you were going a different route where I was just going to have to shoot someone and then save the money from the healthcare having to do it. (laughs) My bad. I misunderstood that. No, I I said you had to bear with me because there was actually a non-political reason to talk about this. So has there there not, not been at least a handful or more of, and again, this goes back to our government telling, telling our military, uh, veterans that you were asking for too much but they'll give all this money out and now yeah. that these military veterans are suffering oh have you thought about uh, assisted suicide if things are bad oh, Jeff, it's about sunday not you? monday <laughs> yeah that, that's, we're gonna skip over that part we're gonna, we're gonna skip over the actual funding part i'm just saying because of the funding they're shorthanded they're encouraging people to suicide yeah. but if uh, you know your kids are thinking, well, grandma and grandpa, they uh, they might actually be a burden on the healthcare system. Now they've had a heart uh, car accident and they uh, they're they're unconscious. Maybe we should just uh, you know 
kind of pull the plug. And if you have a living will, you can actually say, hey, I don't want somebody to pull the plug. I want them to keep me alive as long as possible because I might recover or my belief structure doesn't believe in that or whatever. I just thought it's something that, you know, it's one of those we talked about. I think we've talked about wills. And I think we've talked about like a kind of, you know, I guess preparedness for medical stuff. We never actually talked about what's, if you can't speak for yourself. So oh, that's actually a really, really good point. Yeah. What's that? I have two things to say about that. First, um, I think Ebenezer Scrooge got it right. Uh, let them die and decrease the surplus population. Bah humbug? That's it. <laughs> Second, we're going out on our own terms here. That's that's that should be that should be plan one, and plan yeah. two should be with your uh, with your with your 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 spouse and partner. Like my uh, my far better far better than my half, um, and I have discussed it at length. And like we we have a whole we have a whole like if checklist checkbox and when we meet those when we meet those criteria we're going to go for a long walk in the woods and only one of us is going to come back kind of like the old people in the iceberg type of thing up north or the yeah, but... viking funeral ship and whatever yeah yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah fair enough yeah but like is it a rock paper scissors thing about who comes back <laughs> no no it's situational dependent <laughs> I, was, I was gonna say when it's, when it's, when it's my time to go I, I've, I've said I will I will I will unalive myself long before I ever need to be in assisted living like it, it, we're, we're just yeah. not doing that I've seen those conditions I've worked in those conditions um, I yeah. will not subject myself nor the family to that um, so when we get to that point and we have that criteria that's when we make that that's when we take that walk yeah my sure. wife works there now, and she works in a residence, not a, a long-term home or retirement home, and it's bad. She doesn't like it. She uh, unfortunately found a resident two years ago, deceased, did everything that she was supposed to do, but it still hit her hard. And I, uh, I, I we've both agreed that when it comes time for that, none, neither of us are walking through those doors to never walk out again. I can take care of that, buddy. I know you can. I'm I'm there for it. <laughs> I, I know you can, but I know you can. I know you got my back. Pierre, and Pierre's got the solution. His his motto is reach out and touch somebody. <laughs> Absolutely. Just <to laughs> from a really long from distance. From a distance. <laughs> Just a tip, I promise. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I suppose it beats a hammer. I suppose that might be the solution. Faster way of doing it. You know. I was just assuming yeah. it'd be carbon monoxide. <laughs> well, that's, well that's, 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 that's the chamber. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Maybe the if we build a sauna, it might have a secondary use later on. I'm just saying. I don't know. Absolutely. Well, just an accident, an accidental leak in a gasifier, and we're good to go. Yep. There you go. But anyways, yeah. No, I just thought it was interesting uh, perspective on that. So that was all I had for news today. You didn't want to talk about snow in Vancouver? Come on. Like, that okay, fine. First, first segment we've already derailed. I love this. All right. <laughs> so uh, I actually put in the notes was OMG, there's snow in Vancouver. No, actually, uh, I guess all of BC is kind of suffering from a snowstorm right now. Uh, I think they're talking about a foot for us later on this week, right around the time my daughter's going to be coming over for solstice. But um, yeah, I think there's, what, six inches of snow on the ground right now in Vancouver, which, of course, is enough to turn off the SkyTrain system, which, of course, they were encouraging everybody to dump their cars and start using. But it turns out that as soon as there's snow on the rails, they can't run SkyTrains. So, uh, yeah, I guess there's chaos in Vancouver right now because of a little bit of snow, which also means that 
I guess most of the cars are going to be attracted to the ditches and, you know, tow trucks won't be around and all that stuff. So good time well, to be not there. That's the, the annual meeting of the Summer Tires Club? Pretty much. <laughs> yeah, the, the one episode I, I missed when I wasn't feeling well, I believe I'd put a thing in there about um, in Vancouver, somebody had complained that their 45-minute drive home ended up taking them eight hours or something like that. So Yeah, that was yeah, the last Oh, yeah, they were all upset. They were all upset because they had no water and they were hungry. And no, no yeah, blanket, yeah. And no food, and no fuel, and but, and, but even again, like, there's all this stuff. Can you still get your soy lattes in Vancouver? <laughs> I'm sure Starbucks is a backup generator, right? But, and the avocado as, toast. As long as that's still available, I'm sure the Vancouverians will deal with it. Yeah, I know. It's interesting that they don't seem to ever learn from their little mistakes. But uh, anyway, so once again, chaos in Vancouver reigns supreme. <clears throat> yeah, apparently. That's it. Chaos Reign Supreme, Snow in Vancouver. Those are like Chaos Reign Supreme in Vancouver, Snow in Vancouver are like they're 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 connected but not like not mutually not mutually connected. Like it's well, always it's chaotic. Like, it just happens to be snow this time. Yeah, but it's kinda of like Texas. Like when they have all their water pipes running on the outside of the house and it finally goes below zero. It's chaos in Texas too. Because they never really build anything for that type of weather. And they should here, but they don't. And they just think, oh, insulation, that's for that's for those other people. Well, half, half the houses in Texas don't even have a furnace. They have an air conditioner, but they don't even have a furnace. They have no yeah. way to heat at all. Have you tried eating beans? <laughs> With, and then have a lighter, and then, yeah. Different. Anyway. Uh, oh, boy. I got one in here. Carry on. Um, in Peru, I guess there's a whole bunch of civil unrest going on. bunch of Canadians that are down there. Said it here in the article. Where was it here? There's a whole lot of people. I don't remember where it is now. A whole lot of people in Peru that are trying to. Oh, here we go. 3,900 Canadians currently in Peru. And the consensus is with everybody that uh, the government isn't doing enough to try to get them out. A um, lot of uh, uh, demonstrations and protests going on. The uh, Canadian government has advised Canadians in Peru to avoid areas where demonstrations are taking place, not to cross roadblocks, even if they're unattended, and follow the instructions of local authorities. So what's uh, the source of the unrest here? Um, the, uh, the president was ousted. Uh, At gunpoint? Ousted and arrested on December 7th after he attempted to dissolve Peru's Congress and announced that he would rule by decree. De December 7th. Yeah. Um, and they're, so they're, the 8th, you should have figured out how to get home. You're yeah. not my problem anymore. Or the, or the 6th. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there yeah, probably, I mean, yeah, there, there was probably bad, hints getting clues, to that, yeah. but to that point, oh, yeah. like, oh, well, let's stay a little bit longer because, you know, it's not snowing. So I'm like, there is a point <laughs> where I'm like, yeah, no, you're not taxpayers responsibility anymore according to my standards but like yeah. okay yeah, but according to your standard when is somebody a taxpayer's responsibility good question never so we'll talk exactly. about that on Monday night. <laughs> yeah. that's a Monday night question yeah <laughs> um, 
Actually, it's so funny because I was watching the like somebody had CNN with the uh, the sound off type of thing. I, I saw the Peruvian president sitting there reading from a piece of paper, and his hands were just shaking like a leaf, and I couldn't figure out what was going on. I was like, that doesn't look overly normal, but I kind of just put it in the back of my brain. And but uh, yeah, I guess he was about to probably get arrested, so that probably didn't go well for him. I mean, if so, are these people like half going there half the year? Like they said, you know, let's not go to Florida, let's go to Peru instead. But I mean, like it's kind of semi sort of on you if you decide that you want to go travel to a country that you didn't bother researching at least googling oh, the country a little bit to say like yeah you know read some articles and just be like hey this might not you know what we should spend that extra thousand dollars and go to this country that looks a little more stable and then yep. now you know government's got a or you know government friends family anybody at this point you know that has to scrounge up something to try and get you out like you you should have prepped a little bit better and figured out that is this place even worth going to see like hey let's give that a year to settle down oh and but pierre I can, speak with some, I can speak with some or, or, on as, this one. or as like like denny says in the live chat there as soon as you heard the the shit was hitting the fan yeah, get your ass out of there like yeah. don't wait around yeah. don't wait around i mean it just blows my mind all these people that wait around for the government to do something for them Instead of first, doing it yourself. First mover advantage is one thing, but by the same token, though, I can tell you, I've seen it a lot where people are so focused on their trip to, for example, Machu Picchu or the lines of Nazca or whatever, and something that's been on their bucket list forever. And seriously, people could be getting and, shot in the street two streets over, but they're so focused on getting to Machu Picchu to, to fulfill that that lifelong dream, they don't even pay attention to it until it's way too late. And yeah, uh, yeah. And, yeah. and I have no sympathy for people that do that. No, and then something I'm not bad you do, but... Yeah. And and but I'm just saying, like, if it's on your bucket list, and I mean, like, fine, you were told you got two weeks to live. Like, what's the difference of being like, hey, I saw the place and you got shot anyways? But I mean, if you're a regular, you know, average age, healthy person that takes care of themselves in most scenarios or whatever, it's okay to push that off a little bit. Yeah, Machu Picchu is not opinion. going anywhere. Not unless there's a volcano or a hurricane coming, but you know, that's up there. It really, if yeah. it is. You're still probably best to get your butt out of there. Hey, absolutely. Get the hell out. Jeez. <laughs> uh, so I put an article in just because it amused me. In Florida, a major power outage was caused by an iguana for the third time. Was <laughs> I have so many questions. Yeah. About this I'm, this Did the iguana I'm assuming it's a third iguana. <laughs> No, I, like, I'm thinking that maybe the iguana is trying to make a point and he's trying to get a message yep. out. Like, does he have a political statement or does he? Is he... Fragile infrastructure, that's all. Oh, okay. Quite. I, I, I saw it down. in the show notes and everything and I was like, I have so many questions, but we're yeah. live. I was like, I'm going to wait for him to say something. <laughs> yeah. I, need, have... I need answers. I need answers here. Oh, does I, he have I a list of it, demands? To be honest, it's no different than, than up here in Canada where you get. Uh, a raccoon or something that decides to go across one of the hydro lines or something, and no, I have he a ends 16 up, he ends up becoming fried bacon and puts the power out. I mean, they're animals; they're gonna crawl over everything, so it's yeah. not that unusual. But, but oh, it's not I, that unusual. I just put it in mostly because yeah. it was amusing, but also because it talks about just how fragile some of this stuff is. Oh, absolutely, right? yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, like yeah. I mean, I don't have raccoon <laughs> problems. I have a 19 cent solution with a valid tag for it. <laughs> oh, where we are. But yeah, no, it's just 
yeah, I have so many questions, and like, but, we're not going to talk about it online. But like, yeah, but yeah Scott I have so does have a really good point. I mean, so yeah, you get all the, the circuit breakers in the world and all the substations that are taking care of the load and stuff. But as soon as something like an iguana comes along, some, some some serious design flaws. If that's what's going to half up your uh, your electrical system, so well, it's, be, well, it's because these well, these systems are designed to be are designed to be person proof. Not necessarily animal proof. They figure if they can keep out the the people, the animals will also not go. Um, obviously, yeah. that is incorrect given how given the frequency with which it happens. Well, the fact this is the third time this year this same problem has caused a major outage in the same area. Sounds they've identified an issue. Why I have, which I have so many questions because it's the third. Well, like, has like, this not happened before this year? Like, did they not like know that they should maybe get some iguana-proof fencing or something? I don't yeah. know. We are not going to talk. We're not going to back off. Significant overlap have between more the questions. smartest iguanas and the dumbest Floridians. Episode episode one eighty nine is going to be uh, uh, prepping for iguanas. <laughs> <laughs> iguana-proofing your food stash. All right. Yep. <laughs> Step one: live in Canada. No. <laughs> Step two: Don't leave it on outside. <laughs> awesome. Well, let's move into what we've done for prep, shall we? The good news is the giant pile of lupini beans that we did are fairly iguana-proof now that they are in thirty-three one-liter jars. Nice. Um, we did uh, rehydrated them and rinsed them and uh, boiled them up in a pot the size of a bathtub for a toddler. <laughs> it's really quite impressive, actually. Uh, uh, question: What are lupini beans? Uh, great big beans. When they're rehydrated, they're probably three quarters of an inch across. Uh, just kind of in with salt, and you just pop them in, uh, kind of like a protein source. You just kind of slowly eat, like if you're eating like a snack food. Mm. Um, and my friends who were really excited about it sort of rave about them, so we figured we'd give it a try. So. Um, they, well, I, it try jars, I hope you like them. Liters. Well, we we gave them most of them, and we kept a few for ourselves. So, I wonder if it's the same as what they call broad beans. There's like they're dried and salted normally for snack food, but I don't oh. know. But I don't know. I'll, I'll I'll let you know when we get through a few liters. If uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> would gas fire to heat up the place, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I did some plumbing repairs around the house, which I'm uh, really pleased with. I always like being able to fix things myself. Uh, and I did a little bit of prepper Christmas shopping. Um, I was trying to think what to buy for one of my mag buddies who may or may not be listening. Uh, and it was in one of our hardware stores around here that I'm pretty sure is run by preppers just based on some of the things <laughs> they sell. So I thought, huh, what's something that I would like? Oh, huh, I'll buy it for him. <laughs> so... <laughs> Like good so, idea. Worst case, you get, get, get a regift to next year. Well, that's kind of what I was going to say. If they don't like it, you can just say, "Well, give it back to me, and I'll take it back and return it eventually." <laughs> <laughs> I get you something else. So anyway, it was a lot of fun. Cool. Nice. I uh, I did a lot of snow moving uh, in the last uh, what three days now. Made a lot of snow come here. Uh, a little bit of fuel rotation. Picked up a few pantry items, and uh, working on fixing my snowblower slowly. I'm not mechanically inclined. Never taken apart a snowblower and carburetor before, so it's a a YouTube University learn as I go, nice and slow. But I'm uh, sticking at it, and I'm gonna 
rely only on myself and not my very good friendly neighbor next door who lent me his snowblower to, to do my yard and whatnot with. And I promptly <laughs> returned it and had it full of fuel and said, thank you very much. I might need it again on the next snowstorm, depending on the, the repairs. And he said, sure, anytime. So, Is that a, a uh, engine thing or uh, like uh, the actual impeller thing? Engine thing. Oh, okay. Engine thing. <laughs> I, uh, I was very stupid. Um, last year, the snowblower crapped out at the end of the year and I didn't know why. So I started trying to diagnose it very slowly and one thing at a time, took the spark plug out. I got busy with some other things and was fairly certain I had put the spark plug back in, but I had not. So the whole thing seized up and I've managed to get it rotating again. And now it's just trial and error just to see exactly what happened last year to fix it for this year. And hopefully I don't have to go out and buy a new snowblower. So just remember there's always got to be at least one screw or one bolt left over after you put it back together. Oh, just every time I've never put anything back together and not had any parts left over, but I've never had anything blow up. So I'm good. That's how, that's how you know you've, you've made improvements on it as a result. Yeah, you like clearly weight. smarter than the engineer that built it. So yeah. <laughs> don't get me started on engineers. <laughs> <laughs> that was totally pointed at you, Pierre. <laughs> You're welcome. So I just uh, I just did a little bit of food prep and uh, topped up all my fuels, my propane, my gas, all that stuff. Got everything all topped up and fixed up i uh like um brad there i have uh have to make a repair on my generator so i did start that but i didn't get very far um but i do have the backup for the backup so i'm i'm okay one is done two is one or exactly two is one none is done yeah it's for I'm not myself another snowblower <laughs> <laughs> i'm not uh, picked up some uh, ham radio gear from a, uh, a local ham that was clearing out his shack. He's grabbing some new stuff. So he had some old bits and pieces he was getting rid of, and I could use some of it. So grab that to add to uh, my collection of ham radio stuff, which I know is strange for me. Uh, found some baby formula. So those that don't know, there's a big shortage going on right now. And uh, we were able to hunt down some more to add to our, uh, our stash. So it was uh, always good to have a little extra on hand. So uh, that was good. And then uh, another ham radio thing, we checked in with Santa on the local uh, Santa net. So starting to try to get the little guy um, involved with, with radio and such. And uh, you got to have a little chat with Santa Claus. So that was a lot of fun. Nice. Yeah. Interesting. Nice. Yeah. Um, question on the baby formula. Is that uh, like all types of baby formula or is it just like this? The, I guess there's like it's, a soy-based and a milk-based. It's and rotating. It's one uh, one week there'll be a certain kind in the next week it'll be gone there'll be another kind in the next week there'll be nothing the next week everything will be back and then two weeks later everything will be gone it's uh it's Delight quite frustrating Soviet. yeah yeah it's quite frustrating and, and plus our little one this this specific formula that we have is the only formula that we found that doesn't cause her discomfort or having her puke and all that kind of fun stuff so it's uh when we find it we grab as much as we can hmm. yeah that's interesting. Rotating shortages. Yeah. We haven't. We haven't actually had lettuce at our Costco for like the last two months now, which is kind of funny. Wow. Yeah. Wait till you go to another store and find out how much it is. Yeah. Five dollars a head. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. it's nine dollars for the three romaine lettuce in a bag at any store. Nine dollars. Yeah. 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 Wow. Wow. Yeah. And I, I'm surprised, Eric, that you're still having a problem getting formula during the yep. summer when we took our uh, our Newfoundland trip. My brother has a little one, and we sent him some because we could find yep. some here. And then on the way out, we picked up more of it wherever we could find it. But we heard from him after that when we got back that Newfoundland had tons. That there was no more oh. shortage or anything. And and I'm surprised at that. I haven't heard anything from him because he's keeping a close eye on it all over the place yep. to make sure he can get some. He hasn't said anything that there's any kind of delay or any kind of wow. uh, uh, shortages or anything. So that sucks. Yeah. No, we use the uh, the Kirkland stuff, and it's yep. been hard to come by. We can't find it anywhere, and we just happened to get tipped off actually today. Um, that there was some at the local Costco here. So I ran out and there was maybe a box and a half left. Snag so it off. Yeah, I just snagged what I could yep. and done. Aaron says hmm. it's time to fire up the lettuce grow up in the basement again. <laughs> the lettuce grow up. <laughs> Not the devil's lettuce. Uh, yeah. <laughs> potato, potato. Yeah, well, that's, that's a kale? Kale? <laughs> that yeah, stuff is the devil's lettuce. Yeah, yep. it's kind of yeah, it's kind of yeah. yeah. I, mean, um, I know it's good for you, but no thanks. So. <laughs> yeah, awesome. Uh, as for myself, well, I uh, just got home finally, like three months worth of on-the-job training. That's all done with. So yes, hazing ritual complete. So that means I actually get to have a life again, which is kind of good. So naturally, as soon as I got home, the wife wants to go to Costco tomorrow. So I got to go deal with people again. <laughs> Sorry to hear that. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's like let's take Congrats a Congrats on here. finishing the training. Sucks about everything else. Yeah. Anyway, so about later in the week, I should get back into full-on prepping mode, but I've kind of basically on hiatus uh, the whole time. However, uh, I guess uh, while I was pretty much uh, away from the house, the wife was busy doing reinstallation in the basement to uh, kind of amp up the R value on that. To I guess let our uh, wood supplies stretch a little further for the uh, the wood heat. As for myself, I bought some projectiles. Uh, yeah, because when you see them, you have to kind of grab them because it's like the rule of Costco. Don't wait till the next time you come back because they won't be there. So, yeah. Like formula. It's, it's like formula or <laughs> lettuce or anything else right now. It's like, yeah, wow, there's three boxes. I'll at least take one if I can afford it and whatever. But anyway, uh, so yeah, busy setting back up the reloading bench here finally. Um, so that's part of my reorganizing of the office since I kind of moved in here and I haven't even looked at it for the last three months, so uh, it's time to get that busy with that. Believe it or not, I actually did a CGN deal this week. Come on. Yes. Wow. First one, the first one in like four months, and actually first one since they brought in the, uh, the, the registry, it's not a registry, but it wasn't even like one of those boomstick types. It was actually just a small little accessory, but still. Um, yeah, I was, I was about actually to shocked. say, I was like, it was obviously legal or wasn't a trap, or we're going to find out in the next 20 minutes because they know you're alive. <laughs> when, when, they, when they knocked down the door, yeah. No, honestly, it was like legit just a little accessory deal. And uh, yeah, nice guy. And so we were chatting quite a bit there. And then, um, yeah, other than that, really the only other thing we did is we uh, had a little local meetup of uh, Like Minds a couple days ago. And uh, yeah, it was kind of fun. So that's about it. Nice. Um, I, I did nothing anywhere near as interesting as that. I finished my first uh, college program on Monday. Uh, managed to pull out a, like a 94 
final on fire safety. I'm a little disappointed in <laughs> myself. That's uh, pretty to, good. I mean, you could have done better, but carry on. Well, it's kind of like somebody from, Me- <laughs> kind of like somebody from Mexico taking Spanish and getting a B. I mean, come on. You know? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so I've got two new courses starting uh, second week of January. That's going to keep me busy for the rest of uh, the rest of time, apparently. Um, reprogramming Baofengs and my truck radio to be a little bit more locally functional. I had an absolute ton of repeaters programmed into them for places that I will never visit uh, because I got a little carried away. So I simplified that a little bit, made it a little bit easier to work with. Um, yep. <laughs> and uh, yeah, uh, honestly, I haven't done a whole lot of anything else. I've been, uh, I've been just reveling in a little bit of downtime after three months of study. So there we are. Um, so this week, because we got a boatload of snow on Friday, and I'm a horrible prepper, even though I've been on here way more than once, um, I fixed a snowblower while it was snowing and got a bunch of my tools rusty. Um, but got it up and running. It was... Uh, good thing to get back into. I haven't worked with carbs much for what I do for a living. It's mostly fuel injected and regulated and everything, but it was kind of nice to, you know, start from scratch and say, okay, do I got this? I got that. Take it all apart, minus the snow part and the not sitting in shorts, no shirt, and a beer when I should have done it in the nice weather. Um, I mean, you won't do got that it up in the running. snow? Hmm? Come on. You won't do that in the snow? Shorts, I mean, t-shirt, beer? <laughs> Depends how many beers I've had. Kind of Canadian are you? I mean, just straight scotch next time. Um, also, deleting all the apps off my kid's tablet. That's For the reasons. next prep I'm doing. For reasons. You're welcome. Yes. No, no, you got me more terrified than anything, and it's even worse than that one episode. <laughs> like, yeah, just, yeah. But, uh, yeah, so daughter's been feeling other, under the weather for the last, like, two weeks, like, no fever, no nothing, but just like a nonstop crazy cough at random hours of the day. So she's been home, so we're getting her to do some schoolwork online and, okay, you know, send all the school stuff and getting all that done. But yeah, you know, kind of vegging on the couch and like videos and this and that, playing a few games because we're doing stuff. And yeah, we're going back. I, I'm, I need to find an original Nintendo with Duck Hunt. <laughs> That's all she's gonna play from now on, Maddie. I said, gotta watch out! Gotta watch out for that little sneaky dog. That laughing dog used to drive me nuts, yeah. eh? <laughs> yeah, especially when you missed, right? Like, don't laugh at me. Yeah, Who do you think you me. are? Right? Yeah, I'll show you but, uh, miss next time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, very good. Well, I think this is the longest uh, intro we've done in quite a while. That's because we're gonna <laughs> spend an hour and a half talking about nothing. Probably. With that, let's move into the main topic, shall we? We're going to do like top two ED setups and then random other stuff, or what are we doing? I think that's what we'll do. Yeah, top two ED, uh, EDC for uh, for everybody. And then, yeah, just random uh, chit chat about Christmas season, what's coming up, and uh, open the floor to really just general chat and focus on the live chat. Jump in too, throw your two cents in, throw in your, uh, yep. your two favorite EDCs as well. We'll get them up and we'll chat about those as well. All right. Yep. Well, I guess I'm first. So I'm going to do the uh, solo layout for one second here. Same size, very easy, knife and flashlight. And the reason being is that uh, it's, they, yeah, like they're super tiny, right? So that's one thing. But the uh, other thing is it takes AAA batteries for the flashlight, which you can find mm-hmm. everywhere. It and, also makes uh, your hands look bigger. 
Exactly. That's the very. If they're important. both the same size. She won't prefer one over the other. That's right. And the best part is, if you happen to run into uh, like uh, you know the popo or anything else, nobody's going to think this is an overly intimidating type of blade. It's uh, definitely a tool, not a weapon, and uh, cheap and easy to sharpen. Holds an edge. Se Zen Kudo for those uh, people listening. And uh, yeah, it's just uh, it's been great. I it's, because it's so small, it's very unobtrusive to carry on pretty much anything, and it's just so handy, right? Um, yeah, so that's my top two EDC items, only because I work, I use them all the time and <laughs> have them on me all the time. So I, I genuinely can't picture a what moment is, uh... in which you would be considered intimidating. <laughs> well, it, on you have camera, not seen I him in high heels. Is, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> then he would come up to my nipples and not my belly button. Yeah, right. <laughs> we reached up to give you a nipple twist or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> you have not had a purple nipple until Ian <laughs> it in my heels. Ian, Ian, who makes the knife? What's that? Who's who makes the knife? Uh, Essie, uh, e s e e. It's uh, it's actually like they have a a series of knives that are actually guaranteed for life and. Uh, if you um, even if you bury it in the sand and it come, you pick it up, rust it out ten years later. Yeah, you can still throw it to them and they'll send you a brand new knife. But these ones actually are the ones that don't have a warranty because they're made in Taiwan versus the states. But I think they're like thirty bucks, and but they last forever. I mean, like I was actually waiting to buy a nice flipper uh, that I was going to use after this one wore out, but it just hasn't worn out after like two and a half, three years and daily use. So nice. Good. Yeah, so it's uh, they have a bunch of like they have names for every blade, but this one is the Zancudo, which I think is like a big cricket from South America or something like that. But anyway, um, it's got a little. Is that, is that a Men in Black reference? It's a noisy cricket. Is like a noisy nice. cricket. Like, the cricket on one side, <laughs> and there's the SE Skull and Bones logo on the other side. Yeah. But anyway, anyways, we could and have Denny a whole says, episode on like which knife you want, and oh, I think we're not oh, yeah. getting into that. Oh god, no! Let's yeah. that. I think we've, yeah. we've we've done that. I think more than once. Oh yeah. Um, I also like my top two are also my flashlight and a, and a knife. Like every day, I uh, my my usual carry is a Gerber Ultralight LST. Um, I don't have it near my desk to show you, like Ian. Um, but so it, is it you know, an EDC then? So is it in your well, pocket? No, no, I had I had it earlier, but I'm not wearing pants now. So, <laughs> oh right, okay. the required not wearing pants, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, but it's, it's in the, it's in the pants that I'm no longer wearing. Yeah, but is it an EVC if you're not carrying it when you're not wearing pants? Well, I was wearing it. I, I was carrying it when I was wearing pants, which is when I was out of the house. So, so does it mean you do you wear pants at some point every day? Yeah. Like almost. <laughs> Depends. Am I? Do I have to clock in? Well, hmm. it's an everyday carry, not an every night carry. So I guess we. Yeah. 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 Okay. So, so I generally don't leave the house without these two things. How is that a fair statement? Sorry, without pants. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, I generally don't leave the house without pants. I mean, there are exceptions to that rule too, but. Uh, um, yeah. So my knife and uh, like my knife and flashlight are, are the things I use every day. Um, to challenge or Darius is challenging us here in the in the chat about it's the things that we don't um, that are not the knife and flashlight. Um, so my Gerber and my little O light are, are just fine. Um, the things I carry that are not um, are not my everyday. The the wireless mouse for my laptop that is a thing that I use on a daily basis that is always in my bag is always at my side. 
And is that really, really a prep item? Well, I mean, is it not? I'm prepared. I'm prepared for working with it. So prepared for spreadsheets. Perfect. I guess prepared for, prepared for, for PowerPoint. Choice, easy, but like, like <laughs> yeah, because the cell phone. I mean, again, but it depends on what you're preparing for. But at EDC, like, at least, yeah, cell phones always on most people too. So I mean, like, where do you go out the line, right? Well, yeah, it depends well, what you have on your cell phone. I think you can have you all have sorts of very useful things on your cell phone. That yep. I mean, it's the the multi tool of our our age, isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. We should probably do a whole episode just on that. You know, back back just when Scott here. and I were in our two, early twenties, and they had the calculator watches in the you know in the early eighties. I had one. It was, it, was an, it was an abacus back then. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the wrist abacus. <laughs> pretty awesome. Yes, that's when I was young. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Oh boy. Uh, <laughs> so other than other than my other than the the uh, the knife and the knife and flashlight that I uh, um, other than the knife and flashlight that I carry on a regular basis on a daily basis, um, when I'm at work, so I would consider that an EGC because it's it's always on me when I'm at work. Um, I carry a little pair of wire snippers because I like to take extension cords out of service when they're damaged, and uh, zip ties, and I use zip ties for absolutely everything around work. So those are those always live in my uh, live in my vest, and um, they uh, they save my butt from having to walk all the way back to my all the way back to my trailer and get things, and then go back out and do it. So it's, it keeps my productivity up. So Sounds Derek uh, Darius came right back and said that he can't jun- jump on at the moment, but he says a Silcock key, an emergency frequency card, which is useless without a canteen and a radio. But okay. <laughs> 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 just going around opening, opening, opening hose bibs everywhere, and just walking away. Yeah, I've got nothing to put it in. Just, okay. just generally inconvenience people. <laughs> I do get a lot of enjoyment out of that. I do. Uh, so for myself, I I carry my knife and my O light. <laughs> no, so um, in reality, yeah, I always have my knife with me. So. But it's one that's got a little seatbelt cutter and a little window Still smasher with the on it. Wesson, eh? Still, this, this thing, I have carried this for at least 15 years now. And it's yeah, been fantastic. Wow. Still got mine. It's still in good shape. Yep. I just went with this one because it's just a little bit smaller, but that's it. Yep. Yep. Oh, I and this actually, thing. Non conformist, this is a Pelican light, actually, not an O light. So a Pelican, oh. 19, Pelican 1910 for the people who want to Google it. That, Very nice. Yeah, so this this is on me all the time. It's, it's something that. Is yeah, and every day and every night carry. It's it's always around, so it's somewhere with me. Um, there's oh, my, there's, there's my no. pelican right there. Always, nice. always nearby. This particular one happens to be at my desk. So, so it's been 41 minutes and 52 seconds. You can now officially potentially put that theory away that Ian and Alan, Alan, potentially not the same person unless it was pre-programmed and stunt a doppelganger. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. There you go. Ian, what's your uh, what's your off screen avatar? Wait a minute. Hmm. Oh. Hey. <laughs> hey Eric, what's yours? Uh oh. Uh oh. <laughs> hey Jeff, what's yours? <laughs> now we're really gonna start That's the conspiracy and theories. The plot thickens. Well, Pierre, like, Brad, I, just, I think we're in trouble. I'll just, I, no, I will, no, I will again mine just goes blank and saying I'm doing whatever. But I will but, again point out that there is a picture, like there's photographic evidence of me and Ian being in the same place at the same time and not the same person. Oh yeah, because like, you know Photoshop have, was only it invented yeah, yeah. like last week. 
Yeah. If 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 that picture is photoshopped, it is the worst Photoshop ever because Ian is still that ugly. <laughs> Ouch! Ouch! No, no, wait, sorry. I'm I'm still that ugly. Or is it the best because you're still that ugly? Well, it just proves it's real because mm. he's not. He doesn't have like a Instagram filter on there or anything else. He's legit, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Jeez, <laughs> <laughs> oh, to to mix things up. So not uh, not only do I carry the the knife with me, but uh, my little blowout pack. So tourniquet, some cellox, um, some gauze. Um, that's with me all the time. Um, it's either in my backpack if I'm out of the car, or it's in the car if I'm uh, if I'm driving. But that's something that's with me all the time, just because you never know. So where is it now? Where is it now? It is in the car because I'm getting in the car in the morning. All right, fair enough. And if you happen to get a severe paper cut and had like arterial bleeds from your fingers or something, oh, there you go. Uh (laughs) (laughs) That doesn't apply if it came out of stock. (laughs) Well. Fine. <laughs> Fine. I might be surrounded by first aid gear right now, but Same. if I had to use it right if this second, sold, I can use it. If you sold everything out tomorrow, what would you do tomorrow night? Uh, call my supplier and restock. But what in between that resupply and everything? Or but I do watch the same now. thing, and I just pick up the phone and call Eric and say, I would, more. Be, watch, I would watch out for paper. I <laughs> Either that or tonight, he's going through his inventory, and everything is being deducted minus one, so he always has one of everything around. It's minus two, obviously. Well, clearly, it has to be minus two, yes. Yeah. Yeah. What does Scott carry on him? Uh, so obviously I have my little Olay flashlight. I'm more of a Leatherman multi-tool kind of guy. Uh, I also have a, a decent first aid stash uh, that's sort of in the book bag that's usually in close proximity wherever I am. Um, but I also carry a little power kit. Um, so chargers, cables, USB battery, uh, so that uh, one of the dynamo chargers that actually works. <laughs> uh so that I always have the option of charging my phone, charging uh, USB flashlight or batteries. Or at um, least works for now. I think those are uh, <laughs> just in the modern world, like having a, a dead cell phone, you sort of feel a little naked. So uh, it's always nice to have the option. Uh, in terms of things outside of uh, the obvious, um, I actually have some, I made up some dog tags for my kids. Uh, as ridiculous as that sounds, if we we're ever in a situation where we we're getting separated, um, you know, he, he's old enough to know his name, but uh, she, she isn't. Uh, so I'd far sooner have my name and phone number <laughs> easily accessible for a re- return to owner. Um, you know, let's face it, their OHIP cards would just have pictures of trilliums on them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so just sort of some easy way to, uh, to identify them. Um, whether you do something, you know, at the, sounds ridiculous, local pet store where they do a little laser engraving and you can type whatever you want, their name, birthday, your address, your phone number. Um, if you want to do something laminated and include a picture of them, so there's absolutely no ambiguity about, yep, this is such and such, and <laughs> here's the phone number for the parents. Um, just because, yeah, if we ever got... Uh, uh, imminently, we're going to get separating and make sure that uh, 
that there's a return to sender <laughs> mark on them. I so, like always chip them in the nape of the neck too. I just you know grab a hunk of skin and. <laughs> well, I'm hoping to do that, but you know, the readers just aren't that common yet. So you know, if they happen to go to the vet, sure they get read. <laughs> just feels awkward, you know. Because you know, you have to get therapy by the time they're 18. You're, if you failed as a parent, right? So I mean. <laughs> We're going to have lots for the therapist to talk about. Follow me for parenting advice. We got talking <laughs> about chipping people and uh, Alan suddenly disappears. Or did Ian leave? Ian, Ooh, yeah. Ian bypassed me. I'll jump in. Um, so obviously I, I carry a knife, but I'm probably one of the, the odd ones here that... Um, for the longest time, I, ne I didn't carry one. I never carried one. Um, I would more have the multi-tool, which I, I guess did have a little pocket knife on it. But um, of course, now that I have it, um, I don't know why I never carried it. Can't live um, without it. Use yep. it all the time. It's handy. It's just a, just a small little, little pocket knife. Um, but it does what I need. Um, <clears throat> You know, and again, again the multi-tool, it's, it's, it's nice to have the, the option with the, you know, the little, the different screwdriver bits and stuff like that on it, to be able to do, do some work on the go in a, in a spot if you have to, but um, outside of that. Like hmm? I use the pliers on my multi-tool all the time. Yep. Yep. Is that for dentistry with the kids or is that just for other things? If to rip the chip out in case he's going on the run. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Touche. <laughs> Who's left? Anybody? Me. No. Me. Um, my, uh, my, my trusty little can opener. It's always in my bag. It's always in my, uh, my lunchbox. I do have a knife as well. I like, uh, I just looked up the, uh, the ESA ones you were you were talking about, Ian, oh, and I, I'm really liking those. And I have a pen, normal pen. There is a stylus on the back end of it, and there's my flashlight. I do paperwork nonstop during the day with doing deliveries and marking my logbook and whatnot, and it comes in very handy. I've given out a bunch of them because it has the company that I work on, their their name, their website, and their phone number on it. So it's a great advertising tool. And it's great for early morning truck inspection trips around the uh, around the truck in the dark. And then mark my paperwork down and be able to use my work phone, which is a touch screen. So it's, it's all in one. Um, I have, I think, probably 15 or 20 of these around the house and in the in my personal car in my truck in my lunchbox in my go bags and whatnot. They are great. I love them. And yeah, that's, that's what I got. I'm seeing a common theme across everybody. Flashlight and knife. Yeah. Well, and my can opener can cut stuff. Ever. So I'm happy. Yeah. Because I mean, like I haven't gone yet. Mine's going to be a knife and a flashlight. 90% of the reason I have that is work related. Uh, well, the flashlight more specific than anything. Um, knife i never carry a really good fancy knife with me um they i haven't seen them in the last little bits 
but they've got uh, at the Home Depot they've got a Husky two knife set normally. So they've got this one that I have here, and I can't make my screen bigger. Like, oh, it's all blacked out now. So they've got one. It's got a pointy. To, oh shit! Someone did it. Right. So, there you go. Yeah. So it's got one like that, and then it comes with one that's all black, and it's got uh, grooved edges right at the bottom here. Which for me, ninety percent of what I use mine, other than a screwdriver at work for, is I can strip wiring really nicely with it. So when I'm fixing some wiring or whatever, it's got those little grooves. It's got the small and the bit wider one. My thumb against it, whip it around, boom, wires are stripped. I didn't damage anything. So it's a fantastic thing for me for work. Um, flashlight, but another thing I tend to maybe not have in my pocket all the time, but something that I will have readily very close other than quick first aid kit blowout. Maybe not as fancy as Eric's because I'm cheap and... When I decided I wanted to get everything, nobody had stock because of the whole Ukraine thing. Um, but a lockpick set, and I have spare locks. So I have um, about 15 locks that are keyed the same. Um, so in a scenario where something happens, and because we live in Canada, I may not be able to have more than a knife under a certain restriction on me. But I need to figure out how to get home. I can't get home. I always have two, three locks in any of my bags, whether it be at home, in my work truck, in my personal vehicle, anything like that. I'm always going to be close to the car. I can grab my bag and go. And if ever there's something, I can lock myself in somewhere or I can lock something behind me to slow someone down behind me. That's but whether I have the locks, Mel has the locks, one key I've got a boatload of locks for everything we have keys everywhere every bag you can think of our hunting bags that we never bring the locks with us there's a spare set of keys in it and everything because we're not allowed to hunt that yet um, but right so there's a boatload of keys in anything and everything right whether it be our, our vehicle my work vehicle um, every single bag you can think of anything that we may grab and have around us at any time has keys to either one of the locks we have and it's just something that you know something's happening and you can find yourself a little five by five area that you can like lock a door and like be safe for a few hours i mean that'll go a long way compared to anything else which will probably never need to be used like that but it's uh very cheap and efficient if you can find a good deal on a key to like decent locks which i mean i don't know if they're decent because i figured out how to pick them but that's a whole separate issue on security <laughs> cool yeah okay yeah party we'll thoughts ya. on uh, the christmas season or should we uh i i'd like to point out to uh, darius's comment um uh his usual PDF dump and an offline phone. Uh, you know, we live in such a digital world to have easy access to all of your important stuff is, uh, you know, with you at all times. I think it's a great idea. So kudos, Darius. Yeah, yeah, especially with like you know iBooks and you got a uh, decent memory. Like yeah, you can hold a lot of PDFs on there, right? That's uh, yep. 
even just in the phone without the USB uh, jump drive or whatever. That's one thing for sure. And, and nothing you can't work on your prison thing. Prison dump. Or whatever. No, your prison purse. Prison purse. Prison wallet. Yeah, <laughs> prison purse. Yeah, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Is it technically yeah. an EDC at that point? It's not easily accessible per se, but... <laughs> it doesn't have to be every easily day. everyday yeah. carry. It doesn't have well, to be readily and easily available. Yeah, okay, well... Take your word for that one. I was going to mention Dan's comment in the live chat here. (laughs) Do not. (laughs) Yeah, no. So uh, Dan's comment here in the live chat talking about a Smith & Wesson um, EDC knife with a window punch and belt cutter. Pretty sure that's the one I've got. It's the Extreme Ops one. Yeah. I've been able to find it every once in a while on Amazon. He says it's hard to find right now. But uh, I found, found one on Amazon. Uh, there's a couple online retailers too that that carry them from time to time, so I'll look around and see if I can find where they're uh, where they're posted. If I do, I'll uh, I'll mention on the show in the future. Yeah, I, I have one of those in my truck, secured to the visor of my truck, <laughs> and just if something happens, uh, I drive way more kilometers in my you know work truck than anything else. I do want to get one for the vehicle, but even if I mean, maybe not the craziest of scenarios like we've seen in most movies, but like something happens, right? It's going to be readily available whether I come up upon a scene or I need it for myself. It's pretty yep. much secured, easily accessible with either hand, whatever the scenario is. But uh, yeah, always in the truck. Oh, yeah. The, the belt cutter and the window punch does work quite well on this knife. Yeah, I haven't had the pleasure of trying it. <laughs> I'm hoping soon. I've- I've, I've used it a few times. Nice. <laughs> yeah, so we're going to talk, uh, talk Christmas a little bit as you know, everybody's ready to go. Any, uh, any thoughts on gifts for a certain prepper or uh, ideas you can put out there for people listening that might have a prepper on their list and they're not quite sure what to purchase. Uh, well, clearly a flashlight and knife would go a long way. Absolutely. Why would you say that? <laughs> that that's ingenious. Yeah, yeah no, no real reason. Just, just, just a thought. <laughs> well, I would at, never at have thought time. that. At the same time, though, a lock picks up. It's not yeah. an expensive purchase. Mm-hmm. It's legal as long as you're not doing something illegal in Canada. Like, okay. right? If I'm just if if I'm trespassing and I have it, then you can get charged for something else. But like you're on your own property or whatever, you just want to practice on your own front door, it's it's not a bad thing. They're not crazy expensive. It's a little bit of a niche thing, but I'm like, once you really start getting into it, like, it can be fun when you, oh, yeah. when you pick a lock, you're just like, all of a sudden, oh, you're like, whatever character yeah. you can think of <laughs> out of every movie, right? Like, the Italian <laughs> yep. job. You're that chick that finally turns just- around and sees what's in the safe. Right? Like, you just feel like even an absolute it's, badass. It's, yeah, it's a dollar store lock, but still, right? But like, like that feeling's there, and yeah, you can work your yeah. way up. And I'm like, it's something you can do, even you know your kids are kind of just playing or whatever, and you're, you've yeah. got a bit of time, or they're getting ready, and you're just sitting down. It's not something hard to do. Something yeah. you can carry on and you know work your way to. Mm-hmm. By far, I would 100% recommend a lock picking kit for someone. Yeah. If it's uh it comes in handy in the most random of scenarios that you would never think it would come in handy in until all of a sudden someone's like, Hey, I can't get into this or I can't open that, or oh yeah, I can solve that. And then it's 
funny enough, right when we got our lock picking kit, just you know, two hours later, finally picked the lock, and I think it was uh, my daughter is in Girl Guides, and they got to the building, and someone screwed up, and then wasn't there to unlock the building, mm-hmm. and all this stuff, and I'm like, I'm standing that. there, and I'm just like, well, I got, I got a pick set in my pocket. I just need <laughs> consent of the owner of the building, right? Like, right yep. to be within the guidelines, right? But I'm like. But it also took me like two hours to pick one lock. So I was like, I got a feeling I'm going to be here until like the next time they're here. Because I'm like, it's a fairly heavy duty door. So like, you know, Brad at the time, I called him after. And I was like, buddy, we need to work on a lock picking set. Like yep. skills, right? Because I'm like, it, it was a whole thing, right? They had this whole thing. And like, they had some of the girls show up in like fancy dresses. They had like a princess night for something. And like, everything got ruined for a few people. And I was like, I kind of feel bad, but I was like, I also didn't want to take up their whole night being like, hold on, just another few minutes, right? So, <laughs> but in, in that scenario, right? Because they were talking to the person that owned the building, but they lived so far away and they couldn't get a hold of someone. So they just said, like, hey, sorry, like, there's not much we can do. You know, someone screwed up somewhere. Um, but you I was suggesting like, that you practice a skill and get competent with it. That's so weird. Yeah. But yeah. the cool thing. Honest. On the scale, on the scenario, <laughs> but by the same token, though, too, as to your mystique, if all of a sudden you just like whip up the, the the lock picking tools, you just whip open that door, and people are like, oh, "Where did you learn how to do that?" And it's like, well, it's a long story. We'll we'll talk about it one other time. You know, yeah. <laughs> don't ask questions you don't want answers. Yeah, to. be a man of business. Because right I drove here, I haven't had enough to drink to have this conversation with. <laughs> I, I one day would very much love to pick a lock using IV supplies <laughs> on a call. Like that's sort of one of a career goal for me. There you the, go. Yeah. Well, it's hard to but, pick a lock with rubber tubing, though. <laughs> Let's talk more about the needles. But you oh, know. okay, okay. Well, you know, if you're going to be you know, specific, I suppose. What, why? How do you, how do you pick locks? I use rubber tubing. <laughs> Maybe well, that's why it's your ultimate goal to finally get one. Yeah. <laughs> Just pick locks with my boot. Problem solved. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> that's another skill worth trying. Fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I but, wasn't uh, I wasn't kidding too much about the flashlight with for Christmas. A little late for most people, I think nowadays. But because uh, you have to order my Valley Express, and probably get here in like six weeks or more. But the little uh, the little you know fifty cent flashlights. If you have a, a beginner oh, yes. prepper, and you're gonna yep. definitely make them actually carry this a lot more likely. But you know, for yep. the sake of it, takes the CR. 2032 batteries that everybody has. Uh, you can easily replace the battery anywhere. Yeah, you can put that at the Especially end of your dollar store. Yeah, you put yep. it inside your wallet. You can put it at the end of your purse handles if you're a lady. I'm, or I'm not judging Pierre. Or uh, you know, you can put, oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> you put it on your, I said it your the zipper or whatever. Non-binary. Yeah, that's right. And so, uh, but yeah, I mean, most people just be uh, thrilled to have this little headlight because I mean, it is yeah. it's flashlight season, right? Like the days are like what. 16 hours of, of night right now from most places in Canada mm-hmm. or more. Mm-hmm. And so to have something like this handy, instead of fumbling for a flashlight that you may not have on your person because you're not a prepper or something, you get them into the mode like this and they realize how handy it is, might get them thinking maybe a little more proactively, I guess. Next thing I, you know, I they're have, picking locks. Yeah, I have I have exactly <laughs> one of those on my, uh, on my house keys. Yeah. So yeah. if I forget to turn an outside light on or something or I'm late getting home and it's dark and you can't see... It's it's always there. I need it. I need my keys to get in the house, anyways. It's it's always there. I've got one of those small ones. Yeah, and for, the, for the sake of these things, are great little stocking stuffers and everything too. So yeah, yeah you might yep. as well. I've had I've had both Jeff and Ian's uh, in in years past, and both of them work fantastic. 
I do like the one that Ian has a little bit better because it's a little bit smaller and easier to replace the batteries. And you, you can hook them anywhere. Oh, yeah. And, and Jeff, my sister, had one of those for, oh, I want to say 10 years. And she was in university. She had lots of uh, nighttime classes, and it was great to uh, to, to shine that in, in some of the dark corners and whatnot. She was walking to her car, and she loved it. And I got her two more of them in the years following. And I actually I have to find out if she needs another one. Well, because everyone wants to use their their phone as a flashlight, but you know if the phone dies, then kind of all your half your preps die for the mm-hmm. most part for most people. But one of these things, yeah. it's never used, ex- you know, except for as a flashlight. And again, batteries are easy to find and replace and stuff. So. Yeah, it's just a nice little add-on for most people. And, your, uh, and and like I say, like like for me, and I did this that would just be my advice for for everybody is put it put it on put it on a keyring that you use all the time, so you always yeah. have it. Like I say, it's it's on my house keyring, so I've always got it. Yeah, you know, it's not like I'm I I need it. I need to go looking for it, or I need to try and find it. I know it's somewhere. I'm not sure where I put it. It's always there. It's always on my keyring. I know we've talked about headlamps too. I absolutely love uh, love the headlamp. I'd probably count that as one of my EDCs, whether I'm doing work around the house or whatever. It's a flashlight, plus I have two hands available. Yep. 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 I have one in my lunchbox just in case my other my pen light doesn't work and I need some bigger light when I'm inspecting the truck in the morning that I have both my hands free and it's a better light and I can even put it down and have it sit on the ground or on the deck or something to shine a light on somewhere. Yeah. It's a great little tool. Or you want a prepper Christmas gift. Um, the gloves, those little flashlight gloves who got you. Last oh, year, yeah. Though they, I they don't fit. remember where they are. Yeah, I know they're they in a fit. bag somewhere. I don't remember which one, but yeah, they're yeah, awesome. They're a little mm-hmm. sock. They go over your index and your thumb and you push a button and there's a light on your thumb and your index. So like, if you're doing stuff around the house, whether it be electrical, plumbing, or whatever, you've got two lights on each hands directly where your hands are. Yeah. They're fairly uh, inexpensive. Canadian Tire, I saw them in the Impulse aisle in Cornwall this afternoon. They were eight bucks. Yeah, they're oh, very cheap. I hate that thing. Oh yeah, yeah. it's great, I, but it's horrible. Like I don't know how durable these things are. I don't know if it'd be like something you want to use all day, every day. But I'm like, just you know, you've got low light, crappy power, and you've got something leaking under your sink instead of, you know, because kids nowadays can't understand the fact like they've never held their a flashlight for their dad like we did. Um, yeah. so you might just be better off having the gloves on your hand. But like, yeah, that's a fantastic thing, and even just having them walking around the house if low light power outage or whatever, um, they do go pretty bright. But yeah, that impulse buy is just, I don't know what the heck they're called, but they're, they're wannabe gloves and they've just got little lights on them. $10. It's a night light waterproof, $10, $9.99 on Amazon.ca. There you go. I'm looking at them right now. Yep, yeah. Those are exactly the, what we, you guys got me. Yeah. Very they nice. might not be the best. They might not be the most durable, but I'm like, they're very cheap. Something to try out. I'm sure there's a, very expensive products and like more durable somewhere but yeah it's a it's a pretty cool it's a pretty cool tool that's for sure yeah very nice cool um yeah so obviously we're talking yeah darkness a lot of darkness going on with christmas power outage season well we, we talked about power outages before same thing with wood stoves i mean 
fireplaces are going to be in use, so this would be a good time if Alan was here to talk about CO, but we'll skip right over that and <laughs> go straight to the fire extinguishers. But a uh, good Christmas gift idea as well, if you want to get him in the mood for prepping. <laughs> I like, yeah. I, like the, the, I, I buy them for for the family every year, just uh, uh, a package of hand warmers. Yep. Yep. Throw them in your yep. car, throw them in your, your, your carry bag, whatever. Yep. Just something handy to have. Yep. Yeah. Um, talk about heat. I, I just, I say to people, I have some, some sort of a, a backup heat source. Those, um, uh, I, can't, I can't remember what they're called now. The, the, the small propane, the buddy, buddy heaters yeah, or whatever. Buddy heaters. Yeah, buddy, buddy heaters. heaters. You can you have those. Um, if you're worried about power, make sure that, um, your generators are functioning. As I found out, uh, like I said last last show, when I went to start my one generator, the pull cord broke. So I just pulled out the second generator, and away I went. So, um, yep. you know. Yep. Dad's asking how the buddy heaters are, like, uh, review-wise, he's considering one. Um, depending on which one you get, um, I have not found one that I don't like. So they vary from the ones you can put on a one pounder or the ones you can put the one pounder on the sides, but like they have the one that you just threw on the top and they've got the ones you can put on a 20 pounder or you can put whatever. Um, I have not found one person or one. I don't like, um, find out the square footage area. You kind of want to keep warm. And in this scenario, I will say go big or go home if you can afford it. And if it's something you want to lug around, take that into consideration. If you, you know, walk, two kilometers to get to the hunt camp and you don't want to leave it there. Um, weight is something you want to take into consideration. They are fantastic. They are not, they're not inexpensive, but they're not crazy expensive, but they're kind of at that price point where it's like, uh, should I, or should I not? Um, if it, if it is gold. something you want, yeah, if it is something you want, 100% they are worth every penny for sure to purchase. And if you get a good enough, uh, I think it's the little buddy or the Mr. Buddy or whatever, um, you can actually get the hose and you can hook up a 20 pounder to it. And you can, because most of them are made for the one pounders, right? That you can mm -hmm. slip into the sides and it's not. But if you get, to, depending on the one you get, you can hook up that hose adapter and you can run it on a 20, 30 pounder and you can be up at the, you know, out of power for a weekend and, you know, not go through a crazy amount of propane. Because twenty pounders are way cheaper to refill, but yeah, I, I say they're worth their weight in gold, one hundred percent. Buddy heaters, Absolutely. fantastic. Awesome. And Terry in the uh, the live chat's backing that up as well. Says that he uh, loves his buddy heater. So, I I normally go hunting. My buddy's got a property. He's got an off grid cabin, no heat or whatever. He's got a buddy heater in there. We crack the window when we get there. Start the propane up get our stuff out of the truck, you know, vehicle, whatever, get everything in there. About an hour later, I am sitting in my underwear and socks sweating, even though it's minus 30 out. And it's not a big cabin. It's properly insulated. Right? What Window happens crack, at the hunt camp stays at the hunt camp here. Yeah, I don't want to know what happens at the hunt <laughs> camp. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, okay, so in my defense, I go with Mel. Right? Me and my wife, that's our thing. We go hunting every year, so okay. I don't go right. with I don't go with Melvin. I go with Melissa. <laughs> Thanks for the clarification. <laughs> oh, boy. Fair enough. Um, yeah, I guess because of Christmas season, you're traveling to and from Christmas parties. I just yep. want to mention that uh, yeah, if you're stuck in your vehicle, 
like that lady was in Vancouver last uh, two uh, hours course. ago. Hypothermia is a thing, so you could make sure you have your wool blanket on board. Uh, but also, something to keep in mind: keep your water preps from freezing. So if you have a bottle of water in the in the car, make sure it isn't like burst already or cracked. Or don't fill Hold the on, that way stuff up. freezes. Wait a minute. It turns out water mm. freezes when it gets cold. Weird. Yeah. Weird. Fun fact, but uh, no. At least if you put your water bottle, you know, two thirds full, it's not going to like burst or anything else. But uh, yeah, just uh, thought I mentioned the blanket thing because it's cold out there. It is. But but also, so the gas I put in my car doesn't freeze. So if I put a little bit of gas in my water, it won't freeze, right? <laughs> <sighs> this well, is what we call natural selection. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> The show is I support this one hundred percent. Although you, 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 you do, you Pierre. All right. you put vodka in your water. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Vodka in your water. Just fill your water bottle with vodka. That's true. Yeah. Guess what? My whiskey don't freeze. Just saying, it's better than water. Oh. Well, I, I was I was going to mention it in my my weather thing, but I'll I'll mention it now. If if you're if you're traveling for the holidays, you're you're going somewhere. Um, you know, a make sure that you keep your vehicle full of fuel. Um, don't let it don't let it get down like the people in Vancouver did, and then have no fuel. And always, um, you know, we've we've said it before, and when we talk about getting ready for the winter and that, so make sure you've got a, a a change of warm clothes in your vehicle, warm and dry clothes in your vehicle. So. Cool. Oh, that's a really good point. Sure. Yeah. Oh, wait, yeah, one of the Christmas gifts I forgot to mention, too, actually, the, that was cheap and good for the prepper types is the seatbelt breaker or seatbelt cutter and window breaker. Yeah. Tool for 11 bucks yeah. on Amazon. Yeah, that's a good little stocking stuffer. Rescue, yeah. rescue me. That's what that's rescue, called. Yeah. Right? Rescue, yeah. R-E-S-Q. Yeah. Hyphen me. Yep. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, I do little tools for sure for uh, Christmas, yep. but yep. I think these ones are a little pricey. They're like 11 bucks a piece or something like that, but they're worth yeah. it. Um, anyway. Something I was I was talking to uh, my wife earlier. We were talking about sending out Christmas cards, and that's where it dawned on me that you could put all your your updated contact info um, and send it out to all your friends, and hopefully they'll send you it back. Just to be prepared. But also, like don't Scott, put your sin on it. No, don't put it's your not sin. Not a on good it. thing. That, okay. But like like Scott was saying with the key tags there. Yeah. For the for the kids. Yeah. You get you get you know. A, Pierre and I live quite close to each other. Yeah. Eric and Jeff are Southern Ontario. I'm going down towards Peterborough. I know that Eric and Jeff are kind of in that area. They're not that far away, but they're closer to me. They're closer to Peterborough than I am to home at that point. If I know where they are, I can give them a call, send them a text message, something. Be I'm stranded. I'm stuck, whatever, broke down. Hey, but if I haven't talked to them in a few years and they've moved, I show up to Eric's old address. I'm still screwed. Or you're making I've new friends. There. Yeah, right, making yeah. Very, very good point. So, maybe they're also, a better prepper than my, you are. But my wow. recommendation is my recommendation is go to Eric's because Jeff keeps saying he's going to steal Eric's preps. Oh, I realize that, that. means you got to go to Jeff's. <laughs> I was just going to say, go to Eric's all you want. I'll have all this stuff and go over there all you want. There'll be nothing left. <laughs> So Jeff's not replying where he lives. (laughs) (laughs) Update all your all your contact info with everybody as to phone numbers, email address, physical address if you want to. So yeah, if you know that people are like if I know that Eric is coming up this way for work or for personal, and if he has my address, then hey, you get in trouble, stop on in. 
Yeah. And, uh, yeah, you just have to get a bunch of people to kind of uh, sign on to that plan without worrying about OPSEC and PERSEC and everything else. But it's a thing. I mean, it's also people you want to come over. That's true. People you actually want to back you up. Uh, Before I forget, Dan mentions he has some of those emergency water Datrex packets that are like probably the ones that expand with the cold and everything else. They're in foil packages. Uh, They also make the hamster shavings uh, food, food rations, I believe, in the foil. They do. Uh, they compressed shavings, yeah. So yeah. the, uh, yeah, it's a good yeah. company. I don't also, know how much they care for those. Yeah, as, yeah as I leave some of those in the car. I've never had them burst on me. Yeah. But also as a gag thing, on Amazon, you can buy uh, dehydrated water cans. You just add water to it just or whatever. Uh, just yeah, just yeah. as a complete because... fun gag thing. <laughs> just because. But you could probably actually get someone where they're like, oh my God, thank you. And they're like, going to put it in the car and not realize it's a joke. But. Yeah, if you just want to do the joke thing, there's lots of joke stuff. Just like, look up really, dehydrated water is way lighter than water. Which is true. Carry. But, th- yeah. but just like handing, handing somebody that's just due to shooting a, like a 308 and tell them to go crazy um, and, or, or put their shoulder up against a tree before they shoot or something, that's just right up there with putting the dehydrated water in the car. It's like you don't want to deter them from ever doing it again like as far as preps go. So No, but... Uh, no. So that goes yeah, to your more yeah. experienced prepper. Because yeah. <laughs> they'll recognize but, the okay. joke of it. So that that'll either get them to giggle and be more into your mag, or that gets them an easy way out of your mag. Or, you're like, or they oh, just have, target I don't you for the, worry about the collapse, right? Absolutely. Which I mean, if they haven't figured out that was a joke and they're pissed off on the side of the highway, being like, "There's no water in this dehydrated water can," <laughs> I don't think you have to worry too too much Again. about them taking anything. Well, you'll be able to Again, lose your We call that die. natural selection. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> I love natural selection. Uh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Anybody else have any last second things to add to the list, or? Um, you guys were talking about um, alternative heat sources, mm-hmm. and I put in here alternative light sources, mm-hmm. batteries. Um, Pierre and I were talking uh, what two weeks ago. Now you had that power outage over there. Yep. You guys, you guys brought up the ring light. So I found a, a ring light the other day oh. at the dollar store for four dollars and fifty cents. That's USB powered. Pick up yeah. some. Yeah, these things. Yeah, yeah, yeah those things. Yeah. So last year there was a joke thing where I got a green screen and one of these, but I'm like, yeah, they're USB port. And I'm like, if I lose power, plug a battery pack in there, a twenty milliamp. It'll last all night. Put that in the living room. Nobody's gonna walk into a wall. It's like yeah. a magic ring. It makes your background disappear. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What do you? And then I, I found I found this at the I found these at the dollar store. Three AA batteries, three different light levels. Oh, yeah. I turned yep. one on. I turned one on at two o'clock this morning, just before I went to bed. Finished wrapping some presents and watching a movie. Uh, turned it on two o'clock this morning. Uh, we turned it off at one o'clock this afternoon and it didn't look like it wasted any battery, like strength wise, three double A batteries in there. Four fifty. That's all right. Yep. Uh-huh. Said to the wife, we're going to get a few more of those, place those around the house with good batteries in them. Leave yep. them for when we need them. Yep. For sure. That's good. So just Very nice. Davis. Oh, I'm still here. Oh, good. Okay. okay. <laughs> Feel free to chirp. Whatever. No, no. Did you uh, did you want to add your stuff there at all? 
No, I think I talked about most of my stuff. Yeah, okay. All right. Cool. Well, with that, maybe we'll move into the podcast challenge then. All right, for podcast challenge. Uh, actually, just because we've been chirping about preps this whole time, and you know, I don't want people to get too invested in it or too worried that they're falling behind or that they're not doing enough. So, hey, let's just enjoy the holidays. Uh, yep. You know, we're a week away from Christmas or whatever holiday you may celebrate. Uh, don't let your prep concerns uh, ruin the season. So don't get too worked up over the holidays. Just enjoy it. Spend time with the family. And then uh, next year, preps will still be needed to be done then. So take a week off. Yeah. I like it. Here, here. Too. Yeah. All right. We got and some I, uh, upcoming events. Go ahead. Oh, I was just saying, I also didn't get my Christmas present from that episode that we said that she had to send us stuff. Oh, yeah. Just letting, just, yeah, just letting people know. Uh, that, that was a podcast challenge, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> no. Shameless <laughs> plug. <laughs> All right, uh, we got uh, on January 22nd, so you can't say you didn't notice, uh, the Chilliwack Gun Show is at 9 a.m. Uh, in Chilliwack, of course. There's a uh, link to the website there under gunshowtrader.com. Uh, not for the guns but for the uh, like-minded people and all the accessories you'll probably find there on the cheap because there's no deals at a gun show for guns. But uh, yeah, no, it's just, it's a, certainly a way to find stuff that you might not be able to find for like old obsolete parts, you know, maybe just reloading components that are hard to find right now and stuff like that. There's always little tidbits that are actually decent deals. So get there early, usually get the best deals then. Nice. Very nice. Uh, so the Radio Amateurs of Canada is putting on their basic ham radio course again. It is kicking off January the 26th and it runs through till April, 2023. So, uh, anybody looking to get their license, you want some, uh, kind of instruction from, a, an instructor who's live and available to uh, answer some questions for you, but you want to do it from home. They do it all online via zoom. Uh, I've heard nothing but good things about the course. I did their advanced version of this and quite enjoyed it. So if you're looking to uh, to dip your toes in the water of ham radio, you can uh, check that out. It's uh, $50 to register for the course, and then they need you to buy a textbook as well. But um, So what if I have the textbook? Then you're fine. They just uh, they say that you need the textbook uh, as part of the course. So when you register, you either select that you already own the textbook, you don't need it, you're going to borrow it from a, a friend, or you want to, or you're going to be purchasing it, and then you purchase it separately. Um, but they want you to have that because they, they kind of teach out of there. So uh, that is coming up uh, in January. It does usually fill up pretty quick. So if you're humming and hawing, uh, jump on it while you can and, and get registered for it. Is that like I every Thursday? To, I have a few. I'm not sure. I didn't look at the exact schedule for it, but they usually do a set day um, each uh, each week. Uh, one, I, what uh, I did one... mind it was uh, it was um, Wednesday nights and Sunday afternoons. Oh, there you go. It was two hours yeah. each time. Perfect. And one thing that they don't tell you during registration, which was super handy when I went through the advanced course, is they actually email out the recording of that course after it's happened. So if there's one that you miss you get the recording of the class so you can go back and watch it. So it's, it's not that you, uh, you have to be at every single class. Obviously that's the best way to do it, but, uh, it, life happens as well. So if you miss one or two, you get the recordings, you can catch back up and, and carry on with it. So now if you miss a course, do you know if you're able to email the instructor or whatnot and get an answer? Oh yeah. When I went through mine and Jeff, you can probably speak to the, the basic one, but uh, when I was going through my course, the instructor was available. I still email him 
to to this day um, with some questions that I have every once in a while and very receptive and very, uh, very open to questions. No problem at all. Uh, yeah, I had no, no, the only, the only issue that, uh, that came up with mine was um, the, the class was almost 200 people and they varied in skill level from none to fairly advanced. So uh, sometimes there was a lot of jumping around and a lot of, people asking questions before the instructor would even get to that part of the class. And it, it did cause a little bit of some back and forth, uh, but they cleared that up pretty quickly at the beginning and just said, stick with what we're talking about. If you are, if you know what it is, then be quiet and let the people ask their questions and don't get ahead of the class. And it, and it turned out, it turned out good in the end. You know, how there's always like one guy in the class that asks all the dumb questions really like repeatedly over and over again. I take offense to this. What well, hold on a second. So, <laughs> the trick is, the trick is to look around and see if it's the some guy asking a bunch of annoying questions every time. If not, it's probably you. So just yep. just keep in mind that don't ask you know too many unnecessary questions. So uh, the, only, the only dumb question is the one you didn't ask. <laughs> yeah, generally, or I mean, apparently the one Pierre question, asked. What's that? <laughs> I said, or apparently the one Pierre asked. No, I was just saying, if you have a legit question, it's good, but there's always one guy that likes to like show off how yeah. much they know, or the guy, yeah. likes, like yeah. Jeff says, likes to jump ahead, or there's always something that has to you know feel the need to talk about every yeah. subject. It's like, come on, man. But, yeah. Yeah, unless That's my Also yeah, sounds like a great prepper Christmas gift. True, yeah. yeah. I mean, we shouldn't kid ourselves. Ham radio operators like to talk, so you get a bunch <laughs> of them in a course. There's going to be the odd one that's going to talk a lot. Pierre, if you haven't got me something, pay attention. <laughs> See, I, I would love to jump on this too, but I don't think my wallet can sustain after the course, as it stands right now. We, it we is an expensive few, uh, hobby. Yeah. Well, maybe after the wedding, we finish paying all yep. that off. But uh, yeah, no, it, it is definitely something uh, on yep. my to-do list. Hopefully, at some point. Awesome. Hey, Jeff, you got a weather, weather blurb. I do, but before I do that, I'll, uh, we didn't have a deal of the week this uh, this week, so if anybody's interested, we talked about it. Uh, your most favorite uh, place, Cambodian Tire, has uh, actually the Mr. Uh, Buddy Heaters on sale. The 9000 BTU is on for uh, $53 off. They're on for $69.99, regular $149.99. Nice. Until uh, December 25th. So if you're interested, uh, make your way over there and you can grab yourself a, a buddy heater. So That also tells me that Jeff did not look below the weather. just yeah. going to say. <laughs> uh, I was going to say, if, if, uh, if you want to do yours, Ian, and then Jeff can do his weather blurb since he clearly isn't reading the notes. Oh, no, sure, yeah. Because it's always been above, so that was my bad. Okay. Uh, Cabela's uh, deal of the week. I had, you know, have to go to my go-to, right? Uh, 10 amp hour lithium battery for... Uh, potential solar systems or ham use uh it's called the markham brute uh, 12 volt 10 amp hour lithium battery with the charger uh it's 25 percent off so it's 35 bucks off and the uh link will be in the show notes down to 109 dollars and it's lithium ion so it's, it's a thing it's not cheap Ooh. but it's yeah and, and also just to clarify it'll be below the weather blurb Next time, yes. <laughs> thank, thank you, Pierre, for your observation. 
clearly there so, were strong winds and it just pushed that down the. <laughs> so uh, on to the weather blurb, I guess. Now that I've uh, made an ass of myself, which isn't unusual, but hey, you're gonna do it, Jeff. It's fine. Yeah. So oh, hey, I'm I'm the same. <laughs> So it looks like uh, a lot of Canada and the uh, northern and even into the southern U.S. is going to see a big drop in temperatures in the next uh, seven to ten days. Uh, Basically, we could be looking at wind chills into the minus 40s for the prairies and the northern U.S. Um, so just keep that in mind. And it is going to move uh, into southern Ontario at some point, probably around Christmas. They're even talking down in, in the far south U.S. into, into Florida of uh, getting close to the freezing mark. So uh, keep that in mind. Uh, the other thing is there is... Uh, the potential for a significant snowstorm uh, to hit the Great Lakes in the Ohio Valley area in and around Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, the 23rd. Um, this has the potential to be um, pretty significant. Uh, there are some weather forecasters saying that it has the same parameters and uh, energy potential as the blizzard of 1978. Uh, so, um, I wasn't around then. Yeah, well, I was, but I wasn't that old. But oh, it was a bad it. one back in '78. Oh yes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I think I got to Star um, Wars at least twice by then. Not saying it's going to be that bad, um, but again, uh, for sure, there's going to be snow. It's just going to be how bad it is and how much you're going to get. I mean, the blizzard of '78. Some places got three feet of snow. So uh, keep your eye on the uh, your local weather for the next few days. Uh, if you think things are going to get bad, make sure you're stocked up on your essentials, your food, fuel, like I said, in your vehicle. If you plan to travel over the holidays, make sure that, um, you know, the potential is there for you to get trapped in some bad weather. So make sure that you've got, you've got fuel, you've got food, you've got water, you've got a change of clothes, you've got all that stuff. I've threw it, I've, sorry, I've thrown in a couple of uh, YouTube links for uh, a couple of different uh, weather people having some good chats about it. So um, just keep that in the back of your mind if you're going to be heading out for the Christmas. I don't need all that, Jeff. I have the government. They will take care of me. Uh, yeah. Oh, jeez. Here we go. Whatever. What <laughs> oh, do I have? Oh, no, we're not going <laughs> to. Never mind. <laughs> just trying to beat Pierre a bit. That's all. <laughs> all right. So we've got a uh, deal of the week to get into. Oh, wait. We already did that. Yeah. <laughs> Twice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anybody on the panel have any shout outs no sure uh, I'll give a quick shout out to Brad thank you very much uh, the other day when I wasn't sure what was wrong with my uh, snowblower he was in town I was at home and uh, picked up some spare parts that I didn't need but not be bad to have so uh, thanks for picking that up buddy that's what we're there for right man you bet Merry Christmas to all you filthy beasts on the panel and uh, out there listening. It's uh, like a lot of fun hanging out with you guys and uh, looking forward to doing it again next year. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, with that, I will bring episode number 188 of the Canadian Prepper Podcast to an end. You can find the podcast on iTunes, Podbean, Spotify, or, of course, your favorite podcast app. Please help us out, submit a review. It does help other people find us. 
And we do record these shows live on Facebook and YouTube. If you want an early peek at the shows, please subscribe to the YouTube channel, Canadian Prepper Podcast, and click the notifications tab. That will give you an alert when we are going live. You can contact me at feedback at prepperpodcast.ca or I'm on the Discord. I may or may not get the uh, the email to Jeff. Depends if he reads the show notes next episode. <laughs> Why would uh, I want to do that? <laughs> uh, Scott isn't responsible enough to have his own email address, so you can just hit me up at feedbackprepperpodcast.ca. At least you read the show notes. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> I do know where you live. You know that. Uh, that's fine. I'm not, I'm not scared, Jeff. <laughs> oh, I can be reached at batbradcpp at gmail.com if anybody wants to send something my way. Uh, you can find me off the wall customizing website, email, uh, tickety talk, occasionally on the Discord. And you may find me with Alan slash Ian on Monday nights on the other CPP talking about why you should prep because, or not prep because government is there to help. One of the two. I don't know. You'll find out on Mondays. Yeah. Wait a minute. I'm pretty sure we're fairly, (laughs) you know, solidly on one side of that argument. But anyway, uh, you can reach Ian directly by emailing me at theislandretreat at gmail.com. As Pierre mentioned, we were on a Canadian Patriot podcast, 9 p.m. Eastern. I'm also uh, probably one of the few guys on the Gilded app because I don't belong anywhere else, it seems. I, um, I have the Gilded app. Yeah. For, I'm on there. Uh, for the OG CPP, which is Game Patriot Podcast. Email us if you want an invite to that one. Uh, there you can find us discussing why government waste in society has me randomly ranting during the holidays. <laughs> All right. And you can check out uh, Rapid Survival at rapidsurvival.com. You can get me there on the live chat. You can also email me at feedback at prepperpodcast.ca. So thanks for joining us, and until next time, be prepared, stay safe. And uh, happy Christmas, Quantica. Or just Merry Christmas. <laughs> okay, that too. Let's try to cover all my bases. I, I support this message. <laughs>